0: technology, self-discovery, and success stories. If these topics interest you, stay tuned. This is the book review podcast from Owls at Night. From Zach Venezio, Jessica Rementer. I'm Nick Zeri. As a professor at a prestigious school and a New York Times bestseller, Adam Atler lives double lives as both a scholar and an author. His bestselling book, Drunk Tank Pink, offers a look at the way decisions are influenced by outside forces. Recently, Atler published his latest book, Irresistible, The Rise of Addictive Technology and the Business of Keeping Us Hooked, which I will be reviewing for you. Atler spends time delving into the effects of the rise of technology addiction and what we should do about it. Some main themes that were presented throughout the book was that convenience weaponizes temptation and behavior psychology. To further support this argument, he uses a combination of interviews, anecdotes, and scholarly research. There are three main parts of the book that I want to go over. Part one deals with the understanding of behavioral addiction and its origins. Part two then dives into these ingredients of behavioral addictions. And in other words, this is the progress, escalation, and social interactions that technology uses to get people addicted and hooked. And part three is then explaining the near future of behavioral addiction and some possible solutions on how to moderate this usage of technology. And overall, this book really matters to me, especially in a time living in a pandemic where technology usage is more rampant than ever, at least for me. I hope people become aware of this addiction problem and moderate their usage like Atler suggests. He certainly brings to the table a compelling, well-written book for a wide audience that covers the dangers of modern technology. Thus, this book may help with those who are maybe coping with behavioral addiction, or for someone like myself who was just curious to read what a professional scholar had to say about technology's addictive nature. And an added bonus was it was certainly nice to hear the author speak in his own audiobook. So go have a listen to Irresistible. Just like Atler's technology argument, you won't want to put it
1: down. Such Good Work by Johannes Lichtman is a moving story. I was in a bookstore in Brooklyn last year when this novel caught my eye, and once I picked it up, I couldn't put it down. The story revolves around a man, Jonas, who is, to put it simply, stuck. He has a job and a life, but it's monotonous and repetitive. Caught in the mess of addiction, he seeks a new life in the country of his immigrant mother, Sweden. He meets new people and finds work in an attempt to create purpose for himself, wrestling with the struggle of personal demons while attempting to assimilate into a new culture. Such good work details the experiences of a character looking to do the right things for either himself or the world while maybe not knowing what those things are supposed to be. While Such Good Work is not an autobiography, Lichtman has gone on record saying the character is meant to represent many of Lichtman's traits, good and bad. Johannes Lichtman is a young author who burst onto the scene with his novel Such Good Work. I think most people would be a bit skeptical to dive nose first into an author with such a little body of work, but everyone has to start somewhere. Such Good Work has been nominated for multiple awards, including The Sun's five under 35, and it catapulted Lickman into the writing scene. Don't let his youth put you off. Lickman's writing oozes experience and polish, but yet, that youth is what makes him such a unique and entertaining writer. He bridges the generational gap by writing with the finesse of a chiseled veteran, while remaining appealing to younger readers by maintaining a conversational tone and talking about modern subjects like the social media carousel and student debt. It's simultaneously fun and depressing to read. The bluntness of Jonas sheds light on the insanity of the modern world, for better or worse. This book is really important to me. It was the first book I read after a pretty traumatic event that took place last year. It really resonated with me and helped me get in a better headspace, and I think it can do the same for many others. Lichtman is an unquestionably brilliant writer with an extraordinarily bright future ahead of him.
2: I chose to listen to the audiobook of Outliers, A Story of Success by Malcolm Gladwell. Gladwell is the author of four best-selling books, including this one. The genre that best fits this book is a self-help book. Each chapter has stories of all different people who find success. Here's the thing, success doesn't come from nothing. As Gladwell says, there are hidden advantages, extraordinary opportunities, and cultural legacies. One of my favorite chapters is chapter 2, where Gladwell focuses on the 10,000 hour rule. For anyone unaware of this rule, essentially Gladwell says that it takes someone 10,000 hours to master a skill. To better support this, Gladwell mentions a few different people including the Beatles and Bill Gates. He dives deep into their history and you learn that the Beatles weren't always good. They began playing in Hamburg and sometimes were playing for 8 hours straight. To keep a crowd entertained, they had to improvise and play more than their few hit songs. They had to cover music. This in turn taught them to play better, but it also made them the band that they are known for today. Gladwell covers much more and explains their success much better, but this is the gist. It was an extraordinary opportunity. They took it and ran. The first time I read this book, I was 16 years old. I was in 11th grade and I remember really enjoying it. Now four years later, I wanted to revisit it. I'm older and my life has changed significantly, and I think the way I read and interpret it will be different. In today's day and age, we live in a very media and theme-saturated world. It is very hard not to get swept up in it, and I'm sure many, including myself, wish they were rich or famous. This book shows all the sides of success. I usually correlate success with privilege. For example, someone like Kylie Jenner. She's the youngest self-made billionaire. But is she really self-made? Without her privilege of being born into one of the richest families, she would not have the money she needed to create her brand Kylie Cosmetics. She wouldn't have the millions to purchase her beauty products simply for the name. She would not have the success she does. This book provides me with relief that I do not need to be rich, be the smartest, or any of the things I commonly associate with success. It really changed my outlook, and it's just overall a great read.
0: So it was great to hear both of your summaries. I really enjoyed listening to each of your segments. But let's transition and talk about the narrators for a bit, since this is about audiobooks. Did you guys enjoy the narrators, and what did you like about them?
1: My narrator actually happened to be the author of the novel as well, Johannes Lichtman, and something I really enjoyed about both his writing and his narration is that Lichtman is about 30, 31 years old. He's very young, especially in, in terms of uh, of a writer, and so the way he speaks about the world comes with a very modern viewpoint, and thus, when he narrates it, he has he speaks with the same confidence or exuberance that maybe someone in a younger generation would and it's a it's a unique viewpoint when a lot of authors that you read nowadays are you know older and see things differently what do you think about yours jess
2: so for my book the author malcolm gladwell was also the narrator and i think no one can quite tell a story as well as the person who wrote it you can tell he really enjoys what he's speaking about and might i add his tone of voice is very calming and fits the entire tone of the book So it's just overall really nice to listen to. And you know that what he is speaking is what he really means. What did you think about your book, Nick?
0: Yeah, I want to say I echo both of you guys, but especially with Jess and how our books are sort of similar in terms of how informative they are. And since my author is a scholar like Malcolm Gladwell, it only makes sense for them to really narrate their own books because it gives them a sort of credibility when they're telling the information. Um, It's coming from the direct source, and I know they do like secondary research to supplement their opinions and their arguments, but if I had listened to another narrator or someone else, it wouldn't feel the same as if I was listening to the same person who wrote it, and I think that's super important when reading these types of books.
2: Thanks for tuning into the Book Review Podcast from Al's at Night. That's all we have for today. Keep an ear out for next week's episode.